Welcome to Book Shrine. I'm Mary. I'm Lalik, and this is your weekly review. Thank you for joining us this week as we talk about our latest reads and determine if they're worthy enough to be placed on our shrine. Let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Book Talk. This will be the second because this is our second month. <laughs> and we're going to talk about problematic authors. I will have to thank a listener, Wes. Adore him. He sent me a link of problematic authors and I talked about the idea with him. And I was like, yeah, we could totally do that. So that that's where this is coming from. So thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Also, sorry for missing last week. Oh, yeah. Apologize for love. But we're back. Better than ever. Ready to <laughs> take this show on the road. And talk about problematic authors. Yes. So today, as this is a book talk episode, it is just I. I. <laughs> it is just you and I today. Uh, no guest. But we're going to talk about the problematic authors because personally, I've wanted... To talk about Harry Potter, like I want her to read the Harry Potter series, and, and then come, an yeah, come and tell me about it, and then talk about it, because then I could go watch the movies, and then we could do a comparison thing as for a later thing. Like that was the whole thing. But then I'm like, but I can't really get behind the idea because of the author, and thus we're here today. Yes, because she's extremely problematic, and I don't support. What's the word I'm looking for? Her ideals? No. Yeah. Her values or I, whatever. I just don't agree with them. So therefore I can't, I don't feel right supporting. Yeah. So even though I do own every single book for Harry Potter, I just can't bring myself to read again to do an episode for it. Well, uh, we will at the end actually talk about ways to kind of circumvent the problematic author issue, like how to skirt past it if you were, you know, if you so pleased to want to. But I think we should first just start into our first point. Well, do you want to talk about uh, j just to name a few problematic authors, like just a couple, like just to throw some names in there besides? Yeah. Yes, because this isn't a hate. What is her name? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, this isn't this is just a, about Harry Potter at all. Like, <laughs> No, it, like that might have been where it started, but we've come a long way. Yeah, okay, so um, I have a few names. I don't know if you have a few. I do. We'll start with your names. Okay, so I got Dr. Seuss, mm -hmm. Ernest Hemingway, Stephanie Meyer, and Charles Dickens. Uh, those... The ones like the first few, not Stephanie. Stephanie? Stephanie. Yes. Not the Twilight Lady. Um, <laughs> Twilight Lady. <laughs> her, the the other ones you've named, like they're very old compared. Yes. You know, like yes. their, their works are very old. Which and is another, like I want to bring up, like I wanted to, I want to talk about the differences or if there is any difference between an older author or things that were written in older generations where we didn't think, well, a lot, majority of people didn't think the way we do now. You know what I mean? I want to know yeah, well, is, is or there at least a difference. Not, 
and say or at least not speak out about it at, at the time yeah but um okay so you you've reached you've mentioned a lot of the older names like like three of yours was from like a long time ago yeah <laughs> um so some of the names that i have here i do have one that is a little older so like the guy who made Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. I can't even. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Ro Roald Dahl, I think. Okay, it's Roald Dahl. He made the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then apparently the witches. And then we have. So this one was weird. Like the reason behind why they are considered a problematic author is it's just not something that I would have thought of. But Jay Asher, who did 13 Reasons Why. And we have one of our friends' favorite authors. Oh, yeah. No, Rainbow. I'm sorry. Not her. Yeah, not her favorite author. Her favorite book is written by this author, um, Rainbow Rao. I believe not just the book. It's okay. It's also the book. Sorry. I meant to say it's also the book. Her favorite book is also an extremely, apparently, problematic. Oh, the book is? I didn't. Well, because everything that's problematic about her is about that book. Oh, is it? I Like, I've never read the book. I have no no idea what's in it. I think I should say that for most, like, for all this. I haven't read any of these books. <laughs> I've seen the movies and the TV shows. So all of my opinions be based off of... What articles you've read. I, yeah, what I've read and seen, and also based on what was in those movies and TV shows. Okay, so those are some of the problematic authors, and they're all not, they all aren't problematic for the same reason, which, like it's I said, for the different. Yeah, for the guy that did 13 Reasons Why, his reasons, uh, or he, the reasons he, the reason he was on the list here, which is compiled from different websites, which I'll put links to on our website. Um, but the reason that he was considered problematic is because he romanticized suicide, which, well, he also was accused of sexual misconduct, oh. which seems the more so problematic thing to me. I mean, they're both problematic, but... But I didn't realize, that's the thing, I didn't realize that romanticizing suicide <laughs> was a thing, and I didn't, I guess I, I just never looked at it as romanticizing suicide. Like, I've seen the first season of 13 Reasons Why, and it, it was, it's, it was what, it was, I don't, like, you know, why was that last part in there? So I didn't really watch the show, and I didn't really read the book, because it's not, suicide is not really my topic to read about so but i can only understand every time you guys were telling me like the synopsis i'm like dude why 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 do i like why would you tell us ways to i agree i have never seen it i've never read it but why would i want to know ways to kill myself well this isn't ways this is just reasons reasons yeah, yes, why she but did then, it, or it was kind of like a mystery thing. But then imagine that you... Okay, so imagine, like, me, um, I have issues, right? And I'm watching this show, and it's telling me, oh, this is a reason I... Sh like, this is a reason why I killed myself. So then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, this is an issue I have. Should yeah. I kill myself? Yeah, th I mean, that's a fair point. And... I, my so my thing is 
when I watched the show, it was never like I guess because I don't I don't have like I've never could contemplated suicide. I've never thought about it in me in the same bubble, so that it was very separate from myself. So I didn't think about it in that way when I watched the show. But my question is, what did we think that that was problematic when it was a book, or did we did it become problematic after it became a TV show? I can't answer that question. I have no idea. Because if it was problematic while it was a book, then why did we make it into a TV show? I obviously I think that the la- that you know showing of the thing was a bit too far. Like you know, but I also didn't actually see it as romantic. Like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't catch like a yeah. This is something to do. Yeah, but, but you probably see, don't or, dwell about those specific issues. Imagine yeah, I was gonna say so. Does. I could see someone who does coming out with that, you know, coming away from watching it or even reading it with that type of thought. But I guess this will be me allocating for your uh, favorite thing, which is trigger warnings. But I mean, I mean, the title in itself is a, was a trigger warning for me, and I was like, hell no, I'm not reading this. So for this author specifically, I can't say, okay, well, he, you said sexual misconduct, right? Is that proven a fact? I don't know if it was proven. He was just accused according to this article, but um, that would be like, that would be the more problematic part of this author to me. Yeah. Over the so if, other if it, that's not true, the accusation, then I don't see why I wouldn't read another book if it's not about suicide depending on the subject. And if but, he was actually a good writer? Well, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I haven't given him a chance, so I wouldn't know. But I, my point is that I would give a chance unless he is guilty oh, of sexual it, misconduct. So if it was just, you know, if it wasn't any type of sexual misconduct accusations, you would, you would. I mean, it needs to know. be fact. It can't just be any, any like I, anybody can accuse anybody of anything. That's fair. Like that, I can't just be like, "Oh, this person's been accused," so I can't ever. Like, I I don't know that. That's messed up. That's just it could be defamation. I mean, people, I I agree with you, but people, and sometimes the accusation is enough for people. Which I I mean, I don't. I kind of get, but that's a winch hunt, though. I'm not saying yeah. don't believe victims. I'm just saying, like. Anybody can accuse. There has to be more. Like, give me something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm the one that always wants to prove somebody. I didn't say prove because a lot of those times it's he said, she said scenario. But, like, I need some kind of testimonies. Like, I need to hear both sides. You know what I mean? But like, still be like a, that could still be defamation. They just made the whole thing up. Yeah, but, I mean, but there would be things things to back things up. Like there's I mean, I, always like, well, like, I mean, if I, I would just be like, I wouldn't like, it could be a, he said, she said, but if it was just like the, I don't know, forensic evidence, that'd be great. Yeah. Like, you know, like I would need that'd be some ideal. type of evidence, even if it wasn't concrete evidence, like some circumstantial stuff, then it'll still be like, okay, yeah, that's very possible. I could believe it. I'm standing with the victim, you know, like. I won't read this dude's work. He's a piece of crap. Yeah. 
But or, I don't know how much or what type of accusations besides sexual misconduct. Cause that's I mean, what, I didn't even know. I didn't even think about this author because I've never read his work. Don't know him. So you just listed. No, that's good. <laughs> I don't know what list you're looking at or if I skim through that because I don't know the name. <laughs> no, I'm like, I've been all over. Like for this episode, I, I've been on TikTok and Google and just <laughs> trying to figure out what I like. That's how I came across um, Rainbow Rao. But you okay. So, who, who, yeah. So she apparently, let me, let me take a look. <laughs> I know exactly. She, she romanticizes Asian love, right? Or something? Yeah. Uh, bad Asian representation stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Eleanor and Park. I'm guessing that's a book. Mm-hmm. I would. Was that also in the book you read? Because then you read the book. I read too? the book years ago. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person about her. So this seems like the actions she's done was inside the book. What book is it? Is it not Fangirl? No, it's something called In Eleanor. Well, not in, but they're saying it was in Eleanor and Park. Okay, then I I have no idea. Never read that, so I wouldn't know. So my question now would be, was she also problematic outside of, like, in the real world? Well, I don't know. You're asking me these things I don't know the answers to, but my... Well, would that matter? I mean, if there's a community that's being bothered by it, yes, it would matter. They're saying that she fetishizes Korean or biracial Korean characters in Eleanor Park. And instead of listening to the criticism and understanding it, you know, from the group that was affected, she doubled down, which is like the worst thing you can do. She also fetishizes gay, gay men, right? Like, that's what I read earlier. Does she? I think so. Yeah, I feel like when you write about it and have these themes in your book, they're reflective of how you feel. But hold on, though. Like, if she's romanticizing gay uh, gay men, does that mean any slash writer is romanticizing gay men? Or is there specific things that she's writing about? Or I I can't, I have not read I feel like if you're if you are being called out for fetishizing something, it's the way you're going about it. It seems to be she she writes the characters in a stereotypical manner. If you write stereotype like stereotypes for characters that's in your your work, then I feel like that's something you believe inherently. Or so if, like you, if you if you write like the black character is always eating watermelon, oh. then yeah, that's a stereotype. And if that's what you're writing in your book, how the how all the black people had a watermelon food fight type of thing, then that's problematic, dude. And it speaks to <laughs> a, a internal sense of racism. Well, then yeah, you, it's a hundred percent problematic because then by default she's inputting those problematic thoughts into those impressionable people yeah so i mean that's what it is i feel like that she would she would definitely count as or at least that would definitely count as a problematic author especially with her doubling down like she in the book she wrote park 
looked dangerous like Ming the Merciless, which is referencing a stereotypical Asian villain from the Flash Gordon comic strip and TV show. Critics also noted that the author often fixated and exoticized Park's physical features, describing his his eyes as green but almond-shaped, almond-flavored, and almondy. What? As well as describing his skin as honey. The implication of the latter is that it is an alternative way of calling Park yellow. Ah, I found a thread. A Twitter thread. thread. <laughs> Oh, wait, like where she responded? Well, okay, no, I think where the whole pro- Okay, so some... Okay, I should credit the person. This person... Yeah, so like notated or something. At Naomi Giddings, I guess. Naomi, N-A-O-M-I-G-I-D-D-I-N-G-S. She, she wrote a thread... Because apparently not enough people know that Eleanor M. Park is a deeply racist book. And the fact that it's now being made into a movie made her feel sad. So it's made, it's turned into a movie. Is that why it's familiar to me? Look, I I just saw that they said that the movie was going forward as of 2020. And oh. again, that's what I'm like, like, that's the issue here. All of these authors that you've mentioned well, most of these authors that we've mentioned have their works turned into movies. Like, you got the whole Dr. Seuss stuff. So like, I'm sure the weird. ones, like, the books that were banned by him from the past year, I don't know if they were actually turned into movies or cartoons or anything, but the but the fact that he was problematic we're gonna, to begin with. We're going to get through Dr. Seuss because I have a list of things. Okay, but um, so you got him, you got 13 Reasons Why, and now you have this, like, what? what is why? Oh, my God, it is so racist. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, quote. So, Parks, so why? You want to hear this? Yeah, go ahead. Parks' eyes got wide. Well, sort of wide. Sometimes she wonders. I don't know if I should do this. I feel uh, this is horrible. Okay, look, this is not my words, guys, okay? This is not my words. I'm going to start over. (sighs) Park's eyes got wide. Well, sort of wide. Sometimes she wondered if the shape of his eyes affected how he saw things. That was probably the most racist question of all time. Wow. No shit. No shit that's racist. (laughs) And you know what? That's probably a thought this writer had, this author had in her head all her life, probably. I wonder if that affects the way they see. Like, <gasps> there's more. <laughs> okay, look, we can't turn this into a, a bashing rainbow row, right? Uh, um, okay. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I didn't know, and now I know. <laughs> I'm baffled. Wow. Okay. This is this is fun. Next, let's just move on. All right. The, okay. We can link two. this. Let me let me send you this th- link this thread. Yes, and I'll put it on the website. Yeah, you guys can read it because there's bad. <laughs> we can talk about Dr. Seuss. Okay. So obviously everybody knows Dr. Seuss, right? <laughs> he, he, he. So in around like. 
1920s to 1940s, he used to write, uh, sorry, he used to draw political cartoons, advertising and political cartoons. However, these cartoons were extremely racist where it would portray, um, it would portray black people as savages, usually like living in tropics, dressed in grass shirts and stuff. And then usually he would portray Arabs as like camel riding nomads or sultans. So a lot of the times he also like around World War II, he would also, he would do things that's anti-Japanese. However, though, I just want to do point this out that uh, he ended up writing Horton Hears the Who and then he dedicated that, this is a quote, my great friend Mitsuki Nakamura of Kyoto, Japan. So I, like, this is something I want to talk about. This is why I brought him up. Because even though, like, he's, he's a very old writer, right? Or cartoonist, whatever. He's an old writer. So right. the fact that he dedicated a book to a Japanese man after... He was extremely openly racist to Japanese people. To me, it just shows growth. And I just like, I want to, I, I just remind myself that at the time, people were racist because they were ignorant. So what if he just grew and he, as he grew, he learned and he, he's like more of an accepting person to learn and study. You know what I mean? Yes, they're very racist. And I, the, the link that I'm going to show will showcase extremely racist cartoons on it. But I just want, like, it just years after, you know what I mean? Like, to me, is like, could he have been open-minded? Could he have learned? I mean, that's very possible. But I, well, first of all, I didn't know that he started off as, a, like, a political cartoonist because those are some of the worst cartoonists, like, yeah, not like their art is bad, but like the things they they draw used to be super problematic. Yes, <laughs> I mean I, I don't... the link I sent you actually has a lot of the cartoons. It's very I never understood the aspect of the newspaper. Like, why would these political jaws be so horrible and racist? But whatever. So I didn't know he started there, and it's weird to me that he started there and then went to do children's books. Hmm. This last year, some of the things that he wrote has been removed from publication. I because see the thing is though, should they be removed from publication? What are they? Well, they are apparently racist items, or that depicts oh. racism. I think so. You have, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, and if I ran the zoo, so those will stop being published because of racist and insensitive imagery. Um, I don't know what exactly in them though, but I know I'm pretty sure one of them showed like one of them had racist, um, Asian depiction. And then I think um, one of them had some type of racist African-American depictions. I mean, it makes sense. If you look at those cartoons, they're pretty horrible. So Dr. Seuss would portray African-Americans and Asians as stereotypes basically is same as the last lady but 
Hers is more recent. She also doubled down. Dr. Seuss didn't get a chance in this day and age to double down, you know, because his stuff was so long ago. But you did say he dedicated one book to someone at the end there. So, I mean, does that matter if they show some type of growth in learning? But, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying he learned. I'm not saying, like, you know what I mean? I'm not... I'm not confirming he learned and changed. I'm just saying, could he have? Well, no, I'm not saying he has either. I'm just saying, but would that would that have changed it? Would so in the case of Rainbow, if she would have came, so if when when that book came out, I think it said 2012, 2012. for Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, Eleanor Park. So if she came out in 2019, it was like I could totally understand how of how this was. Yeah, that would have changed your idea on her? I It would have because she would have been like, okay, look, I'm listening to you guys, the people who is this is bothering. First of all, she should have done research. If you're writing about a culture, learn the culture. Well, we've already established a lot of people don't do research? that. <laughs> I yes, know. Because research is a lot of, like, I literally won't write about something if I don't know about it because I don't want to research it so that I would never write about a culture that I'm not a part of because I don't want to you know like that's too much work to try and go figure out something I don't know inherently I don't have time she could have at least talked to a few Asian people she could have or at least Korean because she's writing like it doesn't when I say Asian I don't mean go talk to any Asian by the way like pick you're writing half Korean male character. You clearly don't know anything about Asian or She Korean could have had character. one of them as a as a beta reader. Like, hey, could you go over this for me? And you know, anything you don't like, no, point it out. I think talking to one is also problematic. It's just one, like Okay, fine. She could have done a study group. I mean not a study group, but some kind a of research, research group thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, here's the pages of the book. Go check it or, out and let's get the feedback. Or eight years later, she could have at least at least been like, wow, I messed up big time. Sorry, guys. I'll do it. People next don't time. like to apologize. <laughs> yeah, well, then it is a problem. Then that becomes problematic. Yeah, that, that proves <laughs> you're problematic. Unfortunately, well, we can't figure out if Dr. Seuss would have truly been changed. Like, if he would have. I don't but like, know. yeah, I see how it would have affected these communities and I apologize and or, I don't want my work to be out. He could have also been like, oh, no, Japanese are fine, but no, black people are not. Like, you don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know him. Well, yeah, I'm saying like, <laughs> if he would have did a complete, you know, yeah, no, I don't, this, everything I did was wrong for everybody involved. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Any, I don't, I'm sorry. I can't. But this is something I wanted to bring out and also wanted to share the cartoons it might offend people, the cartoons, but it's just something, if you want to see, it will be up on the website. Yes. Um, okay, so who else do we have? Uh, I said, let's see, hold on. We can talk about Charles Dickens. I read a short story. Was it a short story? Yeah, I'm like... No, maybe it was Ernest Hemingway. I don't... You you should have known both of them. Like, you should know... Like, I know the names, but I'm like, I don't... 
I haven't read any of their work. I I am sorry. I it's was fine. a kid in school who did not read the required reading. I clip notes all of that. <laughs> clip like Cliff Notes was my best friend in high school. Yeah, it was Hemingway that I read a short story of his for the glass class because you know after. 10 years after high school, going back to take a college course, I actually read the work that's required now because i that's growth. Look at me growing. Mm-hmm. Look at you. But, uh, okay, so real quick. Charles yes. Dickens is like, was born in 1812 and died in 1870. I just want to talk about his problematic or problems, whatever, problematic issues that he has. Really kind of doesn't fit the I, like ideology of what is problematic now, I guess. Or maybe it does. Let's get into it and uh, let's see what you think. Okay. So the reason why he's in the cat- category is because not racism, but it's more of the um, the way he treated his wife. So Charles Dickens was Wait, did he write he wrote about treating her bad? No, it just what people know what happened. They were there. Oh, in real life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay. I'll let you continue before I say like who. But go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. So um he was married for twenty two years and he had ten children with her. I her name uh, Catherine, Ho- Catherine Hoggart, Hoggart, Hoggart. I can't Hoggart. <laughs> <laughs> the ha- Hog- Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not Hogwarts. Um, <clears throat> her name is Catherine H O G A R T H. So what he pretty much did, he pretty much defamed her and made her seem like she's mentally unbalanced and unfit as a mother and a wife. All because he wanted to go out with a young girl. But this was in 1858. So it was a big deal. Was that like because of religion? Like marriage and religion? Well, you couldn't divorce. The only way you could divorce back then, I think it was like adultery. You had to prove adultery. And he was famous or, you know, he was known. So he wasn't going to tell everybody that he was an adulterous person. So therefore, I mean, I guess that's better than cutting her hair off. Well, the best. Well, he's not Henry the Eighth. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's better than cutting her hair off. (laughs) Good job on that one. Yeah, see, I know my history. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you, you guys. (laughs) So, anyways, that's it. I see why it's problematic, especially back in the day. But would I stop reading his novels? Not really. Would you? Okay. Considering I haven't read him. Yeah, but I mean, what if you find... But, okay, no. So, I will say... I mean, I don't think that I would. And I will tell you why. You wouldn't read him? I mean, his books? No, not if he's, like, defaming or, like, defamation of her character. Yes, but this is, like, 200 years ago. Yes, it's 200 years ago, but look what Amber Heard is doing to Johnny Depp. That b- Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Johnny Depp. Exactly. 
I don't know if I would support any more work with her in it because I like Johnny Depp. And after listening to some of the things that were said during that, whatever they call it in the UK, do they call it a trial? Is it still a trial? I'm assuming. I don't know. Litigations. I don't know. Whatever. Like listening to some of the things that were coming out of it, I was like, how did, how did he not win? But yeah, so I like, I don't know if I would support her work anymore, but I don't. The thing about me is, though, I don't actively know who's going to be in something until I'm watching it. Oh, yeah. Like, unless they're the, like, you know, the star. Like, if it's somebody I follow and they're like, hey, I'm in this movie, go watch it, then that's how I know. Otherwise, if I don't recognize you, which I honestly don't know how she looks besides, I know she was in, what's the movie with Jason Momoa? Mimosa? Momoa? Woman. What's his name? Yeah, she was in there, but I don't even, like, I don't know her. I've never seen that lady before in my life. I don't. No, I have this. It wasn't Sheen Charmed. I don't know. I Like, that's the I can't, was like, I can't. Billy's sister? Am I tripping? Hold on. Who? Billy's sister. But that that's my point, though. Like, I don't know her, so I can't actively stay away from her, right? But I would if I knew who she, like, if I could recognize her face or if I heard her name. I was so wrong. Oh, Zombieland. Is that how I know her? I don't know. Well, now I can't watch Zombieland. Thank you. No, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's irre- irrelevant. I hope. She's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? I find it odd, though, that you would watch or read something by this man after his complete defamation case of his wife <laughs> when Why? like i know it's it's not the same but you have legitimately boycotted chris brown oh my god that's a proven fact that he beat her up you can't okay, do you that just, <laughs> did we not have proven fact that he lied about this woman for no reason yeah except i didn't do a deep dive so i don't know what happened to her Oh, okay. Well, if you do a deeper dive and look into it... Of course. If there's something that's very... Look, this is all extremely problematic, but every who's benefiting off of him? Like, off of... if I read his book, who's benefiting? His his estate? I don't know if she would, but his estate? Yeah, but... Which is the ones who, estate? in the Dr. Seuss case, was the ones who ended the... who stopped the publication. That's what I was just going to say, though. This, the estate is not him. And he's been dead for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm just this saying. at this point, it's the principal. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly expected you to boycott him, or not boycott. You know what I mean. I just don't think it's as. I mean, look, it's bad. It's bad. This is gonna sound horrible, but I just don't think it's as bad. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but damn it, I'm gonna say it. Maybe it's just not as bad as racism. So therefore, to me, no, it's literally because it's been hundreds of years. Just the years? Yeah, it's just so long ago. Like, I mean, that's fair. I'm pretty sure his work is, is his work like in he the public domain before or did screw that up? Like, I, I don't know, man. I, it's like two centuries ago. <laughs> Like I, I'm like I understand what you mean because honestly, someone's personal life does. Like I said, it doesn't bother me. I normally don't look into it. I just I don't care to know anything about their personal life. I don't consciously 
look up someone's personal life in like until you just told me that he did this thing. I did not know he did the thing. Right. So I it wouldn't it like unless someone's like, oh, yeah, he's racist, then I probably wouldn't have cared from 200 years ago yeah but like okay so even if he was racist i guess from 200 years ago if the books don't depict anything racist i don't see because there there would be no way to prove what people are saying is true what do you mean like, like if people's like yeah slavery if work well that's what i'm saying it's if there's no like if his work is not depicting any of that but you and, got history books what do you mean? The history, if, if the history book is saying that he incited hate speech and ended up killing people or people got hurt, then yeah, that's a problem. But if yeah. if none of his books have any type of problematic things in it and people are saying, oh, he was racist with nothing to back it up, like, I did what? Like, no. There's literally zero proof uh-huh. at that point. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. So, I mean, it just seems like for problematic authors, it would depend on the the severeness of their problem, how long ago it was. And, <laughs> Is that messed up? And if it's depicted in the work. And I don't, I don't think so. Because think like about said, it, like, wouldn't technically Shakespeare have been some kind of... Oh, he was on one of these lists. He was on the list. What? Okay, well, you best believe I'm not going to stop buying anything Shakespeare. I don't think at this point you can. Like, do you know how much, how many works have, like, like, what is the word? Oh, um. Like, they've come from Shakespeare's work, okay? Hold on, hold on. There's a word to it. (laughs) Yes. I know. Wait. It's right there in my head. Hold on. I think it starts with a D if that helps you. It's not a depiction, no. No, not a depiction. Then, how do you know D? Now here I am thinking about D words. Inspired? (laughs) I guess. Whatever, they all mean the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, so there's there so much stuff that was inspired by Shakespeare's work that we, I, because, I mean, also, he, as was the problem with Dickens, he doesn't get any monetary benefit from those works now. So, I guess that's another, I should be writing these tips, these points that's there. That's what I said, though, like, if he's not making money, why should I punish the state? Like, like yeah, he died long before 1900s. Well, yeah, I know that's what you said, but I'm saying I should now write that down as like a thing so I can know what we're what we're calling problematic. So how long ago? <laughs> all right. So how long ago are they depicted? Are they still getting monetary profits or monetary benefits? Is it depicted in the work itself? And what else? Oh, the severity of the problem, which would be. A case like a it depends which depends on the person that's the that's deciding because someone could be like I don't like women so him trying to get out of his marriage by telling everybody his wife was whatever is not a problem. Okay, what else we got? Well, I mean, I did have Ernest Hemingway. He had a lot of problems, I guess. <laughs> Was they like, what was his, like, was it racism type problem? 
I guess he made, I don't exactly know, but this, this little article that I was reading, it's not, it's not an article, it's just a little paragraph. It just says that his atrocious treatment of everyone around him is the most problematic issue. Given that he Sounds died. like a drug. Well, it says that given that he died by his own hands, we can assume that Hemingway went through life as a tortured soul. I say some type of depression. Yeah, but that doesn't give him license to tear everyone around him to shred, which he did relentlessly. I'm no, interested I, I, in this. <laughs> because I apparently mean, he relentlessly shred everyone to thread. I mean, why? I mean, but that's kind of like um, Dickens, where it if he if his problems were those around him. So again, I guess it would depend on the severity of yeah, but yes. Hemingway died in 1961. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, he was born in 1899 and then died in 1961. I actually went, if I'm not tripping, Jamil and I went to his house when we went to East Coast in 2019. Oh, yeah, y'all did go to someone's house. Right? I'm, I'm always thinking, like, if their books... Like, if they were here today in 2020, would their work still be as popular as it is now? Because I can't say then, because I know I don't know if their work were actually popular when they were alive, or did it become popular after they died? Would who, what? Any of the Shakespeare, um... I mean, Shakespeare... I mean, not Shakespeare, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Hemingway <laughs> and Dickens... Well, I don't know, but there's a lot of issues that happened with um, Hemingway, apparently. So maybe apparently. The, well, I haven't really done the deep dive, so I would love to read about it. So my question though was, if they were alive today, writing what they wrote, would their work be? Would people read the stuff? Like, I mean, would the fact yeah. that he was a jerk to everybody around him bother? Yes, the rest of the world. It would bother me. You know that. Well, you, but I mean, we live in a world, well, I say we live in a world, but we live in America and we know how misogyny is in America. Okay. So I got Stephanie Myers. Yeah. I was reading about her. She has. Well, it seems like she is problematic. Well, why? I mean, besides what I read was this horrible depiction of indigenous people so what else yes okay so well okay why don't you talk about that because that's that's that was a problem when the book came out and the movies came out so well i've never read it or saw the stuff well he she was she she was depicting native americans as like yeah she wrote them aggressive misogynistic abusive child predators yeah i don't but whatever that's whatever anyways so that's not just it apparently what? It's not just it. Oh, there's more. There's more. So, I just want to know. So, the director of the movie wanted to hire um, more diverse cast. Mm. <clears throat> but this is what the director noted. Said, Meyer had not really written in that way. So, she can... Uh, so Sorry. Meyer had not really written it that way, so she probably just didn't see the world that way. And I was like, oh my god, I want the vampires, I want them all. 
Alice, I wanted her to be Japanese. I had all these ideas. And she just could not accept the Collins to be more diverse because she had really seen them in her mind. She knew who each her characters was representing in a way, a personal friend or a relative or something. She said, I wrote that I wrote that they had a pale, glistening skin, unquote. So pretty much. Oh, and it continues. Sorry. The director also said that Meyer eventually came around to the idea of Kenyan-American actor Eddie Gathegi playing the character Laurent, but she thought it was because he was, quote, one of the antagonistic vampires. So pretty much she could not have, like, she, the director wanted more diverse family with the Collins, but she was like, no, 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 they have to have pale skin. As if you know, yeah. So I was I was with that until the last part. Like I can understand if you write something a certain way, you want it to be depicted the way you want. Hundred percent. But when you are then like, okay, yeah, we could give the black character make them the villain or whatever, the bad guy. Yeah, but at that point, like. yeah, like what do what do you why 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 can't they be? And yeah, that's also, when you go into races. Like you couldn't just make some side characters. But my point is that why can't a Japanese person have a pale skin? They're dead. It's a freaking vampire. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, she saw it a certain way, and she wanted that's it a certain different. way. Which I did. <laughs> but that's different. But the whole point is that she, like the director pointed out. Well, you're right because I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but she's saying that Meyer wrote what she only knows in her mind, and that's yeah. only what she's envisioned as white people. Yeah, so like that's why I say like I get that. I can understand you saw them this way. You want them to be this way. I totally understand that from like seeing your written works portrayed visually. Yeah, but um, then having a person of color just be an antagonistic character, it's like, what? Yeah, that's, that was that was the problem <laughs> there for me. Like, if you just saw them all as white, baby, you should have made them all white. The antagonist, too, at that point, like... But then you're already... Yeah, you're complaining that... Whatever. You already have an issue with Native American, like, problematic issues that's in there. So, to me, it's already just screams racist. Yeah, the... the like, I'm going to say, it was just like... If she, if the whole movie was white, then what the takeaway would have been was that it lacked diversity, and that was it. But because she, you know, had this horrible depiction of indigenous, like charmed. (laughs) Yes, I don't think it was racist, but it lacked diversity. No, but it it did lack some diversity. I I like the detective. I like how you kind of got quiet and your heart kind of skipped a beat because you thought I was going to say something really bad. Yeah, like, what are you trying? I was just talking about charred with somebody. We were, like, totally going fangirl over it, and you're going to tell me that it's wrong? <laughs> no, yeah, it no, just... No. It, it lacked diversity. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It's but, like Friends. Friends lacked diversity. Kind of. Because Friends did have the, diversity. As long as, the, as long as the minority characters aren't always the bad guy, I, like... Or they don't like, diverse. Yeah, it's great to see diversity. It's great to be, to have diversity in whatever you're doing. But if you're going to add diversity for the the, the diverse person, a minority to be the villain, the, you know, bad guy, you know, like just this antagonistic role, then I don't, I I don't want it. 
I don't want it. You yeah, could have kept them all white at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Rather have lack of diversity than yeah, exactly. like, horrible that, diversity. Because that's what it would have been. Her, her, um, her, like the comments or critiques would have been it lacked diversity versus she, she, you know, she had diversity, but they were the antagonists or they, she depicted them as savages, like <laughs> yeah. stereotypes. Like, no, that's where you mess up. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you mess up when you do that, but. Okay. Well, I honestly tried. Sorry. I honestly ahead. tried to find, um, a person of color to add to this list. Cause I feel like at this point we're picking on a specific <gasps> group of people. We are. Aren't we? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know, because they aren't, because that's the problem with Hey, books. look, There's I brought, books. like, domestic violence, okay? What did you bring? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I actively was like, okay, African-American problematic authors? I'm sure there are, though. Like, there has to be. It's, I'm sorry. There has to be. Well, yeah, because people are people. people yeah, are so, exactly. Yeah, they, I believe there has to be, but I think the problem, though, is that with minorities in writing they aren't as popular i was just gonna say that also you know not giving people of color the chance for years and years and years the spotlight yeah. becomes on this on this one particular yeah. group Sorry. which shows just how kind of i mean we're talking about problematic authors and we went back to the 1890s or whatever hemingway and dickens were from and yeah no, no, I'm so sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure there are people of color problematic authors. However, not sure. the book that I read <laughs> named them. Yeah, that, and that's another <laughs> issue. Like, it's not even that they are. There aren't any out or known. It's just uh, when you write. When these people wrote these lists, they focused on the popular ones and probably the ones they knew. And these were the ones that were just showcased. So. We, we weren't picking on any one type of person in particular. It just so happened to work out that way. Yeah, but I brought, you know, like, abuser <laughs> person too. I tried to keep it diverse in that way. <laughs> well, it's important, though, that, that, we, that you brought them up because that shows that some things can be overlooked depending, again, on how long ago it was monetary benefits I mean, yeah if, if somebody was doing that right now no i would never support them so maybe yeah. i'm being a hypocrite myself but it is what it is i don't but it, i mean it's just that's the way you you see things like i i wouldn't want to watch anything with amber what's her face because i like johnny depp and i felt like that was ridiculous well i but mean it only I, I can't in the beginning she made it seem like it was all him so, yeah, so like, I can't, I can't like actively though, not watch her. Cause I don't know who the lady, like I, I seen her in one movie one time. I don't that, you know, so there's, I don't, I don't, there's no way for me to actively not do it unless I want to put more effort and time into it. than I actually give me looking into movies. I really want to know how is, I knew her. <laughs> I don't know. It really bothers but, me. But that's how um, that's how I am with a lot of things in life. Like it's not like I'm I'm also a person that can separate 
the artist or the author from oh, their work. Like that was my, uh, that was another question I was going to bring up. Can you separate them from their words? Depends. I totally can because again, I don't know people. Depends. Is it hurting people deeply? Like is the author causing issues of hate within people? Is it hurting somebody? Because then- I think it would have to be if it was in the work for me more. It was? If it was in the work itself. Hmm. Although we're it's 2021 and I'm like addicted to TikTok. So I'm sure at this point I would have seen it. But see, the thing is though, like I can't consciously support somebody knowing that I'm giving them money, knowing that they're either inciting hate or causing abuse. You know what I mean? Like I just can't. I think that money issue would be important as well. Am I actually paying my dollar to view to that goes to them so for books one of the ways to get around supporting them would be to to get them from used bookstores or used book websites like their thrift books yeah well okay 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 do the authors not make money off thrift books because that's something i've been one but why because they're used i understand but then it's still yeah okay i get it I get it, but that sucks for the author. No, forget them. Like, if you're problematic. Well, I'm not talking about problematic authors. I was just talking about nice authors (laughs) who deserve. Oh, well, I mean, they got money the first time it was bought, right? I don't know. (laughs) When somebody donates the book to a used bookstore or sells the book to the used bookstore or just, you know, whatever, however the used bookstore gets the book, it's not going back like those funds don't go back to the author because they were already purchased. Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to steal a bunch of books from off a truck and give them to a used bookstore, then the author doesn't get anything. So, but that, you know, that's illegal and I would never promote that. Oh, you can lie, get the book from the library. I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't get, um, you know, they don't receive any funds for that as well. Like at all though? I mean, the library bought the book once, Lolly. I'm just saying, okay, because it feels like all they people don't make the any book. money. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, they don't. There's right? a lot of people that no, there's a lot of people that that don't use the library. Like I, you have a library card because I wanted you to get it. No, I had one my entire life. Apparently, <laughs> it had nothing to do with you. I used to okay, read well, it from the library. It. But you don't even use your library card. No, because I like to own my books. See, there's a lot of people that like to own your books, their books, not your books. Yeah. So those are the, that's how the authors get their money because of people that want to own their book. People like Ashley, who has 50 copies of the the one book. Like 600 copies? I still, yeah, I still can't believe that she has like a million copies and of that book. All of them, if they, no matter how many times they come out. Like, I understand a love of something, but not not 50 million copies of. <laughs> but, yeah, so libraries and used books, great. I, I'm pretty sure libraries. Yeah, we're going to say libraries. I'll look it up, and I'll correct online if that's not the case. But I'm pretty sure libraries and used books is how you get over that. Okay, so uh, I think I had another question here, like a final question. Mm-hmm. Then we talk about all the all the authors that we mentioned first. Yeah, I think so. 
Who did we not talk about? I don't know. I feel like I said four, but maybe not. Eh, they can look it up. <laughs> Whatever. There's a lot more. I mean, we already know J.K. Rowling. We're not going to go through what her issues are. You know who else was problematic, that, but not quite problematic? Like, they didn't have, like, well, actually, you know what? I don't know what was in their books because I didn't read them. You did, though. Ooh. And Rice. Okay, look, look, I found out. I will, I will <laughs> die on that hill against her because it's like, woman. No, but you know what? what? Okay, when I went into a deep dive of all the like fan fictions that I was reading, I don't know, decade, maybe more than a way more than a decade ago, maybe two decades ago. And um, it started coming back to me and I started remembering Anne Rice's issue with fan fiction. Like, I remember it wasn't just Anne Rice, though. It was multiple authors that were coming after fanfiction writers. Yeah, apparently there's, like, J- George R. R. Martin was one. Right? Yeah, I believe so, because... I vividly remember the problems with Anne, but I've never... Like, I wasn't in her fandom at all. At all. I was never in any of her fandoms, but the issue... They you went out George, everywhere. Did you say George R.R. R. Martin? What? I can't even talk right now. When did Game <laughs> of Thrones issues come up with fan fiction? I don't remember that. I don't know. That's what it says. George R.R. R. R. Martin. It, you want me to look it up? Yeah, I remember that one. But then again, okay, I never wrote see. Game of Thrones fiction, so. Me neither. Or read. Which we should. Because Maybe he had it was bullshit. I mean, I'm good. I'm going to let that just die. Today I learned. I really liked I liked the Today I Learned little Reddit, subreddit. But today I learned George R.R. R. Martin hates fan fiction. Also believes that it is a bad exercise for aspiring writers. How can you say that? He's not a fan fiction writer. And look, I, How would he know? I am so upset now. <laughs> <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> you can he, still he, create the whole world and just use the characters. God. Okay, look. A lot of them thought that it, they wanted to protect their copyright, right? I understand. They wanted, and they thought that the fan fiction was diluting and their, cop, you know, their works was... Um, distorting the universes that they created. Yeah, but that's the best part of it. Well, and as long as people aren't selling and making money off their characters, I don't see the problem. Stop it. What? (laughs) I heard that they were trying to sell fan fiction. Okay, that's Probably on Wattpad. Well, that's It's it's ridiculous. They're like, that's They're not making the OTW too. work too much. Like, don't they but, talk about disclaimers? Like, what? Like, did they not grow up knowing that you're supposed to tell people, "Hey, these are not my no, characters." No, they didn't grow up well, in that. They like, do they better. didn't grow up knowing that they had to write disclaimers. I have put disclaimers on things because I like I don't want to get sued for like I exactly. obviously I know I didn't write Glee. Come on, like <laughs> I didn't just invent these characters, so you can't right. tell them. I just thought that these two characters would be cute in this one scene and you are blowing it out of proportion. 
But yeah. apparently, um, in 2012, Anne Rice had this to say. I got upset about 20 years ago because I thought it would block me. However, it's been very easy to avoid reading any, so live and let live. If I were a young writer, I'd want to own my own ideas. But maybe fan fiction is a transitional phase. Whatever gets you there, gets you there. And Aww. I guess she is now seeing that it is a transitional phase. She's so really writers- afraid of her losses, probably, as she said, just said she was. Yeah. So... I don't know. I would be okay with fan. See, I like Anne Rice. Thank you. She's no, not that problematic. Was 20 years ago, she was horrible. Okay? Yeah, but then she grew. We just talked about it. If people admit their fault and move on and not make the same mistake again, then what? what's the problem? <laughs> I am traumatized. She traumatized me. And, but and... then she became the bigger person by saying, hey, I messed up, but now I understand that hey, if that's what you want. You say you want. she became... But I say you just read she the lost her lawsuit and she did decide that this would be her new take. No, because, years. listen, anybody who will double down will continue doubling, doubling down regardless of any lawsuit losses or not. A narcissistic yeah. person won't back down. Well, okay, maybe she, I didn't say she was narcissistic. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... That a lot of people won't back down. I well, I know, but I I know she's now okay with it. So therefore, I forgive her for the, her past. <laughs> it's the trauma. It's the trauma. I understand. The people were really scared of right. Like I remember when they had taken it down. Like they removed all of it, it from fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was, remember. And it was just like I don't even read it, and I feel bad for that community. Come on now. Now you have PTSD. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, okay, I won't bash Anne Rice and I'll get off the topic of fan fiction because, you know, I like to go on about but it. But we're still talking about problematic authors, so it's fine. Yeah. And you know what? Somebody said, before I leave Anne Rice alone, somebody said, how are you upset at someone writing fan fiction of your work when you were writing BDSM of Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty? Beauty? Yeah, I've read those. <laughs> <laughs> those are problematic like, as well. That is a very good point that you essentially she makes took someone money. else's work. She makes money off of that. Because, I mean, you know, Sleeping Beauty is in the public domain, which probably nothing else will That's ever be. Disney. They can get. What? Sleeping Beauty is not Disney, technically. Well, no, it's not Disney. I'm saying it's in the public domain, so she can write those stories. But I'm saying nothing else will ever get into the public domain if Disney yeah. has its dang own way. Like, I will be here forever. Just like, well, here's another rendition of Snow White. (laughs) And Cinderella. Yeah, that's all we got. Oh, can somebody do Cinderella? What? what Because it's not Disney, right? Because that's, is that Grimm? Like, Cinderella is in the public domain, is it? Well, it is Grimm, I believe. Because if it is, somebody should stick one to Disney by making a Cinderella something. Dude, everything is Cinderella. What are you talking about? Everybody depicts its depiction. Yeah, right? but Cinderella has always been like the good no, story. No, like, it's the nothing. worst depiction. Who? The word we were looking for earlier. Oh. Yeah, well, didn't we say it wasn't the picture? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, oh yeah, the story that so, is in the public domain. Yeah, it is. Cinderella is in the public domain. 
You, oh, that annoys me about Disney because that's in the public. Like most of their stuff is from the public domain and they have the nerve, the gall, the audacity to say nothing else of theirs can go into the, like nothing they came up with should be in the public domain. When they took all of their stuff from the public domain, like get out of here, Disney. Disney owns everything. But I'm not talking uh, to this, uh, Disney. Hire me back. <laughs> <laughs> And here I was about to say, let's turn this into a Disney hate No, party. no, no. We right. love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I don't know. I think at the end of this conversation... So much for not being I, a long recording, by the way. Yeah, well. <laughs> I think at the end of this conversation, I have um, decided... For myself, it depends on how long ago, because I think that that matters, because if the author is still alive and they are still doubling down on the problematic thing, then there's just a no-go instantly. But if the author is dead, they get no money, the family (laughs) seems decent, they can get the money. Uh, also if it it depends on if the work shows it like yeah that's very important if the work is very racist no thank you i'm good yeah because i feel like for dickens because he his problems were uh, with his wife i wouldn't have known about his problems because i wouldn't have been paying attention to his life yeah as most things are like i don't like the only reason I put that there though is because of because of social media. I know more now about what is going on in celebrity lives. Otherwise, I wouldn't know, and I would just be ignorant. And ignorance is bliss. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you before you knew about Anne Rice. No, I, it just it's something I had like put away. You, you, you like shelved in the it. I had shelved it. Yes. That happens, okay? I don't know anything about my past. <laughs> trauma does that to you. Uh, trauma. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, that kind of piggybacks onto the second, uh, to the last thing of the severity of the problem. Oh, so very important. If it was like a, yeah, if it was a wife beating thing or a wife defamation thing those are two different severities of course yeah okay so anything you want to add to this conversation no i think this was fun maybe next time we can do problematic books yes because apparently there's some books that are well i mean we kind of talked about the eleanor (laughs) and park thing yeah 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 but But i wasn't talking about racism there's a lot of problematic books Fifty like, Shades of Grey. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are. I always wonder. I mean, why. Twilight. <laughs> I haven't read Twilight. I have no idea what's wrong with Twilight. Then I guess you're gonna the be creepy. forced and watch the movie. <laughs> no, I am not watching that movie. I am not. I do know that apparently someone was like, "Can we stop making the stalker romance thing a thing? Because it's yeah. not cute." That's what I'm saying. Those yeah, are all and problematic. It, and also he's like 100 yeah, I'm saying that was uh, or above 100. I can't remember his age. And then he's yeah, stopping and then on a high school. school. Yeah. Issue. So we'll, we can go into depth, uh, depth about that on another episode. Um, another I hope you guys book. and yes, another book talk. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this book talk about problematic authors. Let us know what you consider problematic. Would you care if when it comes to reading the book? What what is your scale? Yeah. And would you read books like would you read Charles Dickens again? <laughs> yeah. Old. Have you ever read him? Because, you know, I'm judging you. I, I, me? I've read a few books. Uh, stories, I never. mean. I've never. Of course you haven't. I am uncultured when it comes to reading. That's okay. That's why I have you. I was going to say, that's why we have a podcast, so you can be cultured. <laughs> yeah, like I'm learning so much from this podcast. I learned a lot about um, Rainbow and Eleanor and Park, apparently, and it's something I'm never going to pick up. Yeah, I've died. <laughs> again, again with the movie. Like, we're literally turning that into a movie still after the... What did the movie Hollywood was like, we could fix that issue. It'll be it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll just won't make fun of the eyes this time. Like, ridiculous. That was sarcasm, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's ridiculous. Because I'm sure they thought about it. I'm pretty sure Hollywood was like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're going to do. Thank you for that idea. <laughs> Make sure to write that in the movie. Yeah. Thank you. I need the we'll try podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so before we end, Ooh. we uh want you to check out a few things. Yes. So we were on Books to Last podcast. We did a two part series over there. It was very fun. Um, where we talked it was. We talked about five books we would take to a remote island. and If we were um, deserted, right? Deserted island. Yeah. And. Oh, and where? Right? That was fun. Choosing a and place. And where? Yes. Oh, yeah. You chose like Maltese. Maldives. And I had like <laughs> Maldives. I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> And I chose to wear in the Caribbean. Yeah, that's okay. We but with my own tropical. pool because I didn't want to get into the ocean because <laughs> of fish. And but, we can't tell you what books we chose. You got to go listen. Yes, go listen to it. It's two parts because the conversation was long. Because we don't know, you know how, how to how shut we up. Do. <laughs> yeah. We... Um, and you can find that on most podcast providers. I actually think it's on Audible too. You can find it on. But I like to listen on Spotify, so. Well, you can go on her um, Instagram and find her link, right? Yes, it's Books to Last Pod, I think, on Instagram. B o o k s t o l a s t p o d. Yep. And your girls were also on another show. Very fun. That will. <laughs> that will air. It's Monday the 9th. Next Monday. Yeah, so the 9th. Okay, so we were on the other another podcast. It is called What the Smut. So as you could guess, 18 plus. I think that's the legal age everywhere, 18 plus. Um, adults. Yeah, adults. And we talk about a book that we were, I was forced to read. I was forced to read because somebody chose it. We'll talk it was more the shortest about it book. <laughs> it was the shortest book on their list. <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys need to listen to them on the Monday, the ninth. Called "What the Smut." 
Again, you can find them everywhere. You listen to podcasts. Anything else? Nope. Check on check updates on our website. Yep. And there yeah. will be links on the website. Well, I was just want to say thanks for listening to our second book talk ever. Can't wait for the next topic, but tune in next. Oh, well, I was going to say tune in next week for our regular scheduling. Scheduled programming? Yes. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for another book talk episode, let us know. If you want to be guests, let us know. You can email us at bookshrine. You can email us at contact at bookshrinepodcast.com. Yeah, I think that's it. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tune in next time. And we'll see you next week. See you. Bye. Now that we wrapped up this episode, grab a book and make the rest of your week lit. You can find us on Instagram at Bookshrine or on Twitter at the book underscore shrine. Tell us what you think we should read next. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us to keep going. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we release the next episode. Until next time, Book Shrine is produced by Lolly and myself. Editing done by me. Theme music comes from Rick Wilson. I used to write Lord of the Rings fanfiction. And I've it... never read it. Nothing. None about well, it. No, but it, it's, I'm it's, sorry to that book. Well, mine was based <laughs> off the movies more than the books. I've, I've never seen the movies either, but... I um, forgive you. <laughs> I, thank you. <laughs> I forgive you very aggressively. <laughs> <laughs>